This time of year, our skin gets so dry, especially for those of us who live in cold climates. So I couldn't live without One Earth Body Care. Their Skin Fix, which is great for your entire body. It's a thick, wonderful salve. You can rub it in your hands to soften it, and it makes your skin amazing. There's a day and night facial oil, which I use every day and night, and it really, really has helped my skin. There's a sleep balm that is also a salve consistency that has lavender and other things to help you relax. Of course, my all-time favorite is their natural deodorant because I am no longer smelly. If you've got a baby, they've got a baby butt saver. The other thing that has completely transformed my hair is their shampoo and conditioner bars. They've got Skin Fix for Pets, which has helped my glue stop eating his paws all the time or nibbling on them. And of course, they also have a pet shampoo bar. Please check them out at OneEarthBodyCare.com. Half the Sugar, All the Love, a family cookbook, 100 easy, low sugar recipes for every meal of the day, kid-tested, doctor-approved. It is by Jennifer Tyler Lee and Anisha Patel, MD, MSPH, and Jennifer Tyler Lee joins us now. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Lisa. You know, I love that you started in the book, in the introduction, why reducing added sugar is important. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So share with us some of the reasons and then the passion behind this book, because I could see the passion in it. Oh, thank you so much. It is important for us to reduce added sugar, first of all, because we're consuming three times more added sugar than is recommended. The daily limit for women is six teaspoons, and we're three times that. Same goes for kids. So, and the problem is that added sugar consumption is linked to cardiovascular disease and the conditions that lead to it, like diabetes and other other problems that we can reverse with food. So the good news is you can make a positive change by cooking. And we could there's some really simple recipes in my new book, Half the Sugar, All the Love. I'm looking forward to talking you through those. Um, just some easy ways to increase fruits and vegetables and reduce added sugar. Yeah, that is really important because when I tend to go all or nothing, it'll work for a period of time. But like this last week, for example, I've been sick and all I've lived on is bone broth, chicken soup, yams, and garlic, okay, for like a week. And I thought if I don't have something sweet, I'm going to lose it. And we were out of chocolate and I didn't feel up to go into the store. My husband is at work. And so I ended up eating this like granola bar thing, which wasn't bad, but just a point. It's like, I would have rather just had a piece of dark chocolate or for me, it's like being able to enjoy sugar with something I really, really like rather than just grabbing something that is like, eh, it's okay, but I want something sweet. I'd rather make something actually. So that's why I love your book so much. But I thought I was going to go insane basically. <laughs> so that's my little rant. You're raising a really good point because eliminating all added sugar and those those kind of extreme diets are really hard to sustain. And a lot of the research shows, and we talk about it in the book, that a moderate approach, a balanced approach actually ends up with better health outcomes. 
So the good news is you don't have to take an extreme approach. You, you want to reduce added sugar and we can do it in a way where you can still enjoy the foods that you love. You can just do it in a healthier way. In the book, it said that the American Heart Association does not consider fruit juice added sugar. It does classify fruit juice or concentrates as such. And the World Health Organization counts both fruit juice and fruit juice concentrate as added sugar. I think that World Health Organization has it on them for that. Juice is a really tricky area, right? And as you pointed out, there's some confusion because different organizations count juice differently, right? Some think of it as as added sugar, some don't. But the difference is um, there's, there's actually new beverage regulations that came out for kids recommending um, that juice be limited. Um, and in some cases, no juice at all. So for little ones, no juice at all. Um, and the reason is when you juice an orange, you take out all the fiber. So basically, you're just left with the sugar, right? And, and without the fiber, your body can't process that sugar in a way that's that's slow and easy, right? So that's why it's better to have the whole orange than to juice the orange and drink the juice. Exactly. I also love how you break it down, how to read a food label. Because if you don't look at it carefully, like if you don't look at the servings per container, I mean, you're looking and go, oh, okay, so there's 10 grams of sugar. And then you look closer like, oh, that's in four servings. This is a great point that you're raising too about the sugar label. And there there are new labels that are rolling out this month. So you will start to see added sugar listed on the label. But here's the trick. A lot of products that are on the shelf are not the new ones, right? So they haven't expired. They're still sitting on the shelf. There's no added sugar listed. So it's really hard to decipher what sugar is added and what sugar is naturally occurring. Um, So when you're in a situation like that, yogurt is a great example. So take a single serving of vanilla yogurt, right? That's sweetened. And then take a single serving of plain unsweetened yogurt, ideally from the same brand. And you can compare that sugars line, right? So if the vanilla yogurt has 29 grams of sugar listed, and then the plain yogurt has 15 grams of sugar listed, basically subtract out the 15. And the difference is the sugar that's been added to that yogurt to boost its sweetness. Um, to convert that into teaspoons, which is a slightly easier way for people to think about things, right? Visually, you can visualize a teaspoon more than you can visualize a gram. So take that difference and divide by four. And that gets you the number of teaspoons that, of added sugar per serving. In this case, it would be three and a half. So that, that's one way that you can try to figure out on the label when it's not pulled out how much added sugar is on there. Let's talk about seven simple steps for reducing added sugar. Now, I want people to buy the book, and I'm not going to give them all away, but we'll give them a little taste. No pun intended. Well, actually, pun intended. Cook more, sweeten naturally, start your day right, and be flexible. Let's talk a little bit about starting your day right. I am 100% on board with this. Uh, When we're looking at so many cereals, I mean, they're just highly processed 
junk, really. And even the high fiber cereals, there's there's tends to be a lot of sugar in cereal. So I'm with you. you. You talk about a plain yogurt with fresh fruit, unsweetened nut butter on whole wheat toast, eggs. I mean, that those are really smart breakfast choices. Yeah. And starting the day right is so important. It sets you on the path for a great day. And what usually surprises people is that many breakfast choices can contain more added sugar than a candy bar, right? And would you give your kid a candy bar for breakfast or would you eat a candy bar for breakfast? Probably not. So, um, sneaky sugar shows up in places where you're not expecting it. So if you think, oh, I'm having granola with yogurt and berries and here I am starting out the day right, that yogurt and that granola can sometimes hide a tremendous amount of added sugar. So where you're exceeding your daily total by the time you leave the breakfast table. So it's really important to make a healthy choice at breakfast. Um, There are some super easy recipes that I've got in the book. First of all, I have a granola recipe that you're going to love that's very easy to make and a great way to swap out for that packaged granola. Um, There's also one of my personal favorites are the honey peach breakfast pops, which are made with Greek yogurt and peaches, and they're so good. And really easy because when you need a grab-and-go kind of breakfast and you're running out the door, something easy like a popsicle that your kids are going to love makes a makes for a fun breakfast choice that's also healthy. Oh, exactly. And you know, on the sweet and naturally, uh, ripe in-season fruits and vegetables can sweeten your favorite recipes with less or no added sugar. Nectarines can flavor barbecue sauce. That's awesome. Dates can replace sugar in cookies. And caramelized pumpkin or bananas can sweeten breads. And I made the caramelized pumpkin bread, I believe it's called, and for my daughter, and because I have a bunch of food sensitivity, so I'm no fun, but it was, <laughs> I was so jealous. I'm like, forget it. I'm going to eat it anyway. Um, I almost did. It, it really smelled amazing. I love pumpkin. And I thought, I mean, I think there was a third of a cup of maple syrup. That was it. Yeah. So fiber-rich fruits and vegetables are the keys to reducing added sugar. All of the recipes in Half the Sugar, All the Love, I sweeten with fruits and vegetables instead of sugar. And that's really the key. So actually, if you have a a gluten allergy, I would recommend the double chocolate brownies because those double chocolate brownies are sweetened with sweet potato and they have no flour. So they'll help you in that way too. Less than half the sugar of a boxed brownie mix. And they're packed with fiber and all the good stuff that comes from the sweet potato. And you'll never, nobody knows the difference. So when I serve those brownies, I don't tell people it's low sugar. I don't tell people it's sweetened with sweet potato. I just say, these are brownies and they love them. Now, one of the ones, because we're going to jump into the recipes now that I really want to make, well, there's so many I want to make for my daughter, um, cherry oatmeal breakfast cookies. I'm so, you've got a banana in there. You've got carrots in there. You've got the dried cherries. Uh, you've got the unsweetened coconut. And then you have two-thirds of a cup of packed dark brown sugar. That's amazing. I mean, when I was a kid, I'd, my mom was a health nut. So I'd go to my friend's house, and her mom would make cookies. And it would be a cup and a half of white flour and a cup and a half of brown sugar. and a, you know, I mean, it was just endless. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cookies are sort of notoriously filled with sugar, right? I was looking at a cookie recipe yesterday, the one that I had remastered, and uh, it was three quarters of a cup of 
packed brown sugar, three quarters of a cup of regular sugar, and 12 ounces of semi-sweet chocolate chips. Like that's just a lot of sugar, right? So um, reducing that by half, I, all of the recipes in the book, I took something like that and said, okay, we're going to cut it by at least 50%, sometimes more, and sometimes there's going to be no sugar at all. So the, the, back to the oatmeal breakfast cookies. I love those ones because a, it's a cookie for breakfast. So who just doesn't love that? But, um, also it's, they're packed with so many good ingredients, right? You've got oats in there. You've got carrots in there. You've got the mashed banana. You've got walnuts. And if you don't want to use nuts, if you have a nut allergy, you can use pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds. You've got unsweetened shredded coconut. There's just a lot of goodness packed in that little cookie. Um, and it's fun for breakfast. So, so that's a great one. The, the other thing I would say, one of my friends picked up the book and she's a super busy mom like you and I are. And she said, I love this idea. I love these recipes. What's my easiest place to start? Like, how do I do just the one thing because I'm so overwhelmed? And I recommended to her, make the creamy poppy seed dressing. And here's why. First of all, it's sweetened with pears, okay, which we you can they're you know easy to get right now, right? You can get pears at the market. There's no cream in the creamy poppy seed dressing, and that's because the pears add that natural creaminess and sweetness. And that dressing can be used multiple ways throughout the week, right? So you can use it for dressing a salad, you can use it as a marinade, you can use it as a dip for fruits and vegetables, right? So if you're going to do one simple thing, try an easy thing like the dressing, the creamy poppy seed dressing. That'll start you out the week, you know, on the right path. Oh, that is great. And I have to say the photography for this book is fabulous. These recipes are beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Erin Scott did all the photography. She's one of my good friends and also a Bay Area native. And, you know, she... She did such a beautiful job with all the photography. I'm, I'm grateful that she made this food look as good as it tastes. Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, one of the ones I thought looked really good too was owl toast, a whole wheat sandwich bread, three ingredients, strawberry jam, which you have the recipe for, two banana slices, two fresh blueberries, 12 almond slices. Yeah, the toasts are so much fun. If you're into Toast Tuesday, that's a fun way to work it into your table again at breakfast. Um, I like the toasts as well because the kids can decorate them up, right? So that's a fun way to get kids involved without much stress and without much mess. And that strawberry jam, that three-ingredient strawberry jam is a much healthier way to enjoy jam than one from the jar. So a lot of the jams in the jar have just a tremendous amount of added sugar. So making a simple jam at home, like the three ingredient strawberry jam in the book is a great way to do it. I sweeten that jam with unsweetened applesauce. So I noticed you have some nut-free Nutella, N-E-W-T-E-L-L-A, and also just Nutella because that stuff is delicious, but there's so much flipping sugar in it. Yeah. Nutella is one of those breakfast treats that's really not healthy for you. So, but kids love it. Adults love it, right? I love it, but let's do it in a healthier way. 
So I've got a nut-free version of quotes Nutella, right? My new version of Nutella. And it's packed with sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, and um, unsweetened chocolate. Uh, that that hazel, like, sort of it has that hazelnut spread flavor. Um, this one, the pumpkin and chocolate together are just delicious. I have a version of it with the toasted hazelnuts that's great too. But Anisha's daughter has a nut allergy. Anisha is my co-author of the book. She's an associate professor at Stanford, and her focus is added reducing added sugar for kids. Um, so it was really important in the book to provide options for families who have allergies, right? Because if you you know if you're using nuts to add flavor and texture, that's great. But what happens if you have a nut allergy? All right, let's do it with seeds instead. So I provide those options in the recipes as well. You've got a whole great uh, section on snacks. And I'm looking at these no-bake peanut butter energy bars. I would think those would be good for breakfast too. Yeah. The no-bake peanut butter energy bar is definitely great for breakfast. That's great for breakfast. It's great for snack. It's great for after school. It's great for post-game. You know, If you're playing a soccer game or playing a hockey game and you need a little boost afterwards, that's a great option. And I prepare them as energy bars in the book, but you can also roll them if that's easier for you and make it a little energy ball. And what I love about these no-bake energy bars is that they're sweetened naturally with dates. So, And they're very easy. They come together in the food processor. So you just throw in the oats, the dates, the peanut butter. Um, you can use sunflower seed butter instead there if you prefer, a little bit of ground flaxseed. And then I add some freshly squeezed tangerine juice, just a little bit. So we're talking two tablespoons, not you know a whole cup of juice, um, to add that brightness. And they're just so yummy. And you can throw them into the freezer. So they're really easy for grab and go. This is a, a good recipe to start with. Let's move into lunch. You've got cold sesame noodles with tofu and vegetables. And I thought, where's the sugar in that? So I thought that was so interesting. So talk to us about recipes that you would think wouldn't be have hidden sugars in them. Right. So the cold sesame noodles are great for lunch boxes. And where this sugar sneaks in to recipes like this is through the sauce. So a lot of sauces, you, you think they're savory even, and they're somehow loaded with added sugar. So for example, I found a jar of hoisin sauce the other day. And in the jar, you know, it's this tiny little jar, 30 teaspoons of added sugar in the jar, right? Oh so my it, goodness. It, it, it's just a really striking and surprising amount of added sugar. And, you know, those sneaky sugars, 20% of our added sugar intake is coming from things like sauces, condiments, soups, like places that you don't even think sugar should be. You don't even think the food is sweet. And sugar is added both as a preservative or to make the flavor taste a little bit better. So, it, you know, so it's sneaking in when you don't expect it. The, the sesame noodles is an example. If you have something like that at a restaurant, that sauce can contain 
a tremendous amount of added sugar. And it doesn't need to. So the hoisin sauce, for example, I sweeten the hoisin sauce with miso paste. Um, and if you don't have miso paste in your pantry, you can use unsweetened peanut butter. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I'm looking at the barbecue chicken chop salad with creamy ranch dressing. That looks amazing. And barbecue sauce is notorious for uh, sugar. I mentioned earlier in the book that you had, I think it was a, sa- a barbecue sauce that you use nectarines. Yes. Okay. So the barbecue sauce, this incorporates the barbecue chicken from the, that uses the barbecue sauce with that's sweetened with nectarines. You can also use regular rotisserie chicken here and toss it with a little bit of the barbecue sauce, but it's even better if you can use the barbecue chicken um, that incorporates that nectar, the sauce with the nectarines. Um, let's talk about the barbecue sauce that's sweetened with nectarines because that recipe is so delicious. It is less than half the sugar of a regular barbecue sauce, which is just loaded up normally with added sugar. Um, So my recipe for barbecue sauce contains three quarters of a teaspoon per serving. A typical barbecue sauce has four teaspoons of added sugar per serving. And the trick here is I use nectarines, sweet onions, and then also a little bit of unsweetened cocoa powder and chili powder. And those ingredients together create this incredibly delicious, flavorful barbecue sauce, and you don't miss the added sugar. Wow, that's incredible. I can't get over how delicious and amazing these recipes looked. You've got an oven-baked Korean chicken wings. You've got sweet and spicy chili sauce, sweet soy garlic sauce. You have sauces, which is really nice. Uh, Citrus chicken stir fry. You have a lot. It's interesting. Vietnamese chicken noodle soup, uh, barbecue pulled pork sliders. And we haven't even gotten to... um, I don't think that that was for that was dinner. We haven't even gotten to desserts yet. I mean, it's just so much delicious food. It's really important. Those oven baked Korean wings are my favorite. And, you know, with a book like this, if you're trying to reduce added sugar, it's really important to reduce added sugar across all of your meals in the day, right? Because you're having dinner every day, but you may not be having dessert every day, right? Um, so those wings have zero added sugar. And typically that sweet and spicy Korean sauce that's drizzled all over those wings is loaded with added sugar. So here I sweeten with dates instead. And I've got ginger in there and garlic and a little bit of low sodium soy sauce, sriracha. Those wings are just lip smacking. They're so good and zero added sugar. So they're a great fun option, really good for game day kind of things. And um, I really wanted people to have a variety of dinner options, right? Because again, that sugar sneaks in when you're not looking. It's in tomato sauce, it's in barbecue sauce, it's in hoisin sauce, it's in teriyaki sauce. Like All those sauces that you're using for dinner can have a really large amount of added sugar hidden inside, and it's undermining your health. Speaking of desserts, which I mentioned a moment ago, I'm looking at the double chocolate brownies, which I will definitely be making. Those look incredible. 
I love those double chocolate brownies. And if you're gluten-free, this is a great option because there is no flour in this recipe. I use sweet potato to add the sweetness, and that also helps with the texture in these brownies. Um, they are less than half the sugar of a boxed brownie mix. And nobody can tell the difference. Whenever I serve these brownies, they're just demolished. People love them. And, uh, and I feel good about it because they're sweetened with fiber rich sweet potato instead of sugar. You know, when I think of like pecan type of things or pecan pie, I just like think corn syrup up the wazoo. These are pecan pie bars. Tell us about these. Ooh, I love the pecan pie bars. These are so good. And the method for making the base is really easy. I do it in the microwave. So it's super, super easy. Um, this is an interesting recipe that you're raising because I use corn syrup here. And here's why. Um, I use a lot less corn syrup than you would see in a typical pecan pie bar recipe. But we tried this with honey. We tried this with all sorts of different types of sugar. And in order to get the flavor and texture of what you expect in a pecan pie bar, we needed to use that corn syrup, but we use a lot less of it and instead boost up those toasted pecans. And it's the combination there that allows us to achieve this delicious pecan pie bar that you would expect, but with a lot less added sugar. So it raises the issue. This recipe is a great example. All added sugar is, is sugar, right? So honey is not healthier for you than granulated sugar, or in this case, like corn syrup, right? All of those are added sugars. All of them need to be reduced and instead boost up fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, the things that can add sweetness without added sugar. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that when, when I was saying like there's usually a ton of corn syrup, it's nice that with yours there aren't because there's certain things that you just can't replace, right? I mean, it, it, there's a certain texture, there's a crunch, there's a, the way it's going to cook. I mean, I'm not a baker in any means, but I've never seen anything, any type of pecan pie, anything that didn't have corn syrup in it. Well, and what's really important, you're hitting the nail on the head. People have very high expectations, right, of when you have a chocolate chip cookie, you want that chocolate chip cookie to taste a certain way. And all of the foods in the book, all of the recipes had to be incredibly delicious so that you feel like you're not giving anything up. We want you to enjoy the foods you love, but in a healthier way. So you can't take out the sugar and then have something that maybe doesn't taste great or the texture isn't right. Or if you make that bar and it falls apart, you're, you're not going to make the recipes anymore, right? That just doesn't help anybody. So they had to be delicious. They had to be easy. They had to be made with common ingredients and deliver on your expectation of what a delicious pecan pie bar in this case tastes like, but with half the sugar, and sometimes no sugar at all. You know, another one that I want to make is a chocolate pudding with maple vanilla whipped cream. I love when people use avocados in their pudding. It's so good. This is one of my favorite recipes. I love this chocolate pudding, and I've had versions of it 
for many years. Um, this one started out on my blog and has sort of morphed over time. This version I love because, yes, it has the avocado. It also has some unsweetened almond butter in there and almond milk. And it's incredibly rich. It's very creamy. Yeah, it looks unbelievably good. I mean, I am I love healthy fat. I talk about it all the time. Let's go to the last, which is beverages. Uh, you've got a kid's chocolate frappe, and you use dates in that. I love the way you use dates. Yeah, the dates in that kid's chocolate frappe are so so good, adding natural sweetness and caramely flavor. The, I've got a caramel version with coffee for the adults in the room, right? Because the beverages represent 50% of our added sugar intake, right? Sugar-sweetened beverages... Coffee is one area where that shows up. Uh, sports drinks, fruit flavored juices, soda, all of those places represent about half of our added sugar intake. So one of the easiest things you can do is drink water instead of a sugary beverage. But sometimes you want to have a treat, right? And that's okay. So these are for those times when you want to enjoy something, but in a healthier way. This chocolate frap is it's like a almost like a chocolate shake it's that rich and creamy and the dates in there add natural sweetness they also have fiber um there's some unsweetened cocoa powder so it also a little bit of ground cinnamon so that cinnamon plays really well with the chocolate and it's just delicious. Well, I love Mexican chocolate is my favorite. I love chocolate with cinnamon. Another thing that I am over the moon about, Jennifer, is I love horchata. I used to get it all the time when I lived in California. It's one of my all-time favorite drinks. I haven't had it in a long time, and I can't wait to make my own. For people who don't know about horchata, tell us about it. Oh, you're going to love this recipe. It has zero added sugar in it. And um, normally a serving of horchata has about three and three quarter teaspoons, maybe four teaspoons. So it's typically really loaded up. And it is this delicious, cool cinnamon rice drink that um, you can find throughout Latin America. And it's typically made with rice soaked in water um, or sometimes rice powder or rice flour. Um, and then typically you would add a whole bunch of added sugar to make it sweet, right? And instead, we sweeten ours with dates. Um, and you've got some slivered almonds in there and the cinnamon and vanilla. Um, it's a really delicious treat made in a much healthier way. Now, if you can't have um, dairy milk, can you put in rice milk instead or almond milk or it might change the flavor a bit because I, I don't eat milk and so irregular, you know, cow's milk, but I, I really want to have that horchata. Yeah, you can definitely use rice milk here. Yeah, that's what I thought. I figured because of the rice. Um, okay, well, there are. So, I'm going to be so busy. I'm going to have no time for anything, and that's okay because I'm going to be making everything. <laughs> the book is fabulous. Uh, Jennifer Tyler Lee and Anisha Patel, MD, MSPH. Half the Sugar, All the Love, a family cookbook, 100 easy low-sugar recipes for every meal of the day. Before I let you go, Jennifer, I'm just curious. This, this is such a labor of love. What was the process like of putting all these recipes together? 
Oh, this was definitely a labor of love. It took me three years, um, three chefs, a dietitian, a doctor <laughs> to put together this collection of recipes. So like the chocolate chip cookie took more than 25 tries and three chefs to get that cookie to be right. Because it's really challenging when you take the sugar out. Sugar adds not just flavor, it adds texture, it adds structure. Um, so the really, we needed to rebuild the recipes from the ground up. And that's what I did. I spent three years working hard to bring all of these recipes to this book. And I'm, I'm so excited to share them with you. I hope that they help your family enjoy your favorites in a healthier way. Jennifer, you're such a joy. It was so lovely having you on. Tell us all the ways people can find you and your wonderful book. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Lisa. I hope people will check out 52newfoods.com. That's my blog. And if you go there, you can actually sign up to get a bonus pack of recipes if you join my newsletter. So that's a great way to get started. And another thing you can do is follow along on Instagram. I'm at Jennifer Tyler Lee. So I'm always sharing something special there on Instagram. So that's a great way to follow along. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.